Well, hello and welcome to Local Matters. We are talking about education matters today and about a very special event for the Whitson Hester School of Nursing at Tennessee Tech University. My special guests today are Barbara Jared, the director of the School of Nursing, and Rebecca Talbert, retired associate vice president for academic affairs and professor of nursing at Tennessee Tech. Welcome, Barbara and Becky. Thank, Thank you. you. Well, it's good to have you both back. You, I don't know that you've been together before mm-hmm. on the show, but you've both been uh, uh, part. You visited in in the past. Some of our uh, listeners may not know about your backgrounds, though. So let's let's learn a little bit about you, Barbara. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your background? Well, I'm local to the Upper Cumberland. I was born and raised, and continue to live in White County uh, on a farm, a rural area of the county. Um, went to White County High School, uh, got my bachelor's at Tennessee Tech when Miss Talbert was one of the faculty in the nursing school, uh, my master's at UT Knoxville, then my Ph.D. at ETSU, and I've been at Tennessee Tech for 30 years as faculty. That's hard to believe, 30 yeah. years. Time flies. <laughs> it, it does indeed. And Becky? Well, we moved back to this area in 1979. Um, I am a native of Cookville and Cookville High School, and went to Tennessee Tech in pre-nursing, but they didn't have nursing at that time. So I went on to Vanderbilt and got my BS in nursing there. Lived in Arkansas a while, where I got my master's. And then uh, there was a job available for my husband in the College of Engineering in 1979. And when we came for his interview, I found out that they were planning to begin a school of nursing that next fall, a year from then. And so I told them I wanted to be involved in uh, an application when they were going to be hiring faculty, which was going to be in about six months from the time we were here visiting, which uh, wound up being in the fall of 1979, late fall. And so in early winter, uh, a dean was hired, and then uh, she hired two faculty who started to work the last two weeks of February in 1980, and we began our students at the junior level in that fall in September of 1980, we had 28 students ready and excited to go in a BS in nursing program. And so I was the first faculty member hired and, and my friend Carolyn Whitaker was the second faculty member hired. And we worked on curriculum um, most of the spring and summer. We had two other faculty hired and consulted with them until they came. And so we were very, very busy during all that time period getting the place they were renovating, which was the old campus school building for nursing, and um, got it done a week before school started in September. So we had our students there, and that's been 42 years ago. And so in this fall, we had our 40th anniversary celebration for those students graduating. And that was a marvelous, marvelous occasion. That was a big day, wasn't it? Big day, yes. Yeah, yes. That, um, I know you both were there, and I had to miss it. I did a recording for it, but I was out west on that day. But let's talk about that celebration. That was a, a big anniversary. We had many students there. We had uh, people who were working in nursing facilities in the Upper Cumberland, many of them alumni, many were not that were there, and uh, some of the students, of course, that were there, the especially the senior students, I think, were there, and some of the junior students. And it was just a celebratory time 
and fa- the faculty, Barbara, didn't you think? It, everybody just felt so excited and celebratory. It was. It was very festive and, and just exciting to see people come back. And because a lot of those people from the early classes that came back had not been in Bell Hall. Um, they still remember the old campus school. Yeah. And as you know, since it is named for you, Dr. Bell, it, um, it it's a very impressive facility. It's a little bit different than the, the first school of nursing, it is. isn't it? It oh, certainly yes. is. It certainly is. Yeah, that's um, uh, a giant leap forward for Tennessee Tech and for um, um, for the school of, school of nursing. So we want to talk a little bit about... Uh, what's new and and some of the things that are that are contained in that school, but tell me about some of the early graduates. Becky, you you well, were there. Yes, I was there. Um, Barbara, you were one of them. Yes, not, I was. yes, yes. The, the, earliest, the second third, third, third class. class. Barbara's in the third, third class. class. So yes. Tell and, us about those folks and sort of what they did. Um, it many of them were place bound. That means that they were taking pre nursing at Tennessee Tech, but when it came time to transfer to UT Memphis or uh, University of Alabama at Huntsville, it would accept them without out of state tuition. Uh, then it was uh, more difficult. They may have families here, and so there were probably half of that class that needed a program in Cookville for them to be able to come and be in Cookville and participate in our program. And then the other half came from surrounding areas once the word got out and we got their applications. But Tech has had a strong pre-nursing program um, for over 50 years. I was in that pre-nursing program when I was at Tennessee Tech and was advised by the chemistry department advisors. And uh, they had done an excellent job of that. And so we met with them that first spring and said, we'll take that over. And they said, oh, <laughs> but they did let us <laughs> once we explained how we would advise and that we would advise any nursing student, whether they were planning to continue at Tech or go on to uh, Memphis, perhaps at the medical center there. And um, those some of those graduates were already had a a career as an EMT, they might have a career as a LPN and wanted so much to go back to nursing. We had a couple of students who had been in the program at University of Tennessee at Memphis, and um, but because of marriage, came to Cookville, and then they were place-bound again here. And um, so we had experienced people. One of the most fun things besides nursing is uh, we found out that they had a basketball program for nursing students in this state and the state of Mississippi. And they had a tournament every year at Memphis. And so we were fortunate to have young women who had recently graduated from Jackson County High School, um, Birdstown, Livingston, all of them in one and two A state or runner up or state champs. Pretty good ball Pretty players. Pretty good ball yes. players. So they got together and practiced a few times. The uh, coach of the women's team, Mary Nell Matters, let them borrow some old uniforms to wear. And in the next year, I believe, is when uh, Coach Worrell took over. And so it was exciting. They went down to Memphis and won the tournament. Wow. So, you know, that was great. And uh, it, it added a lot of enthusiasm, just school spirit, I think, besides nursing to that group. And as I said, with many of them being local, they wanted to take jobs locally. One young woman had come from an EMT background, 
And uh, when we were having community health, she said, now, I don't need this. Um, I'm not ever going to be in community health, and uh, I'll probably be an emergency room nurse since that's closest to my background, and I like that. Well, she graduated, and guess what? She took a job in community health and worked in it and retired in it after 20, uh, 32 years. So, you know, <laughs> until you're in the nursing program, you're not sure what you area really you want to do. That's right. Go. But yeah. that group went um, about, I think, 94% of them stayed in the state of Tennessee, and over 50% of them stayed in the Upper Cumberland and were working uh, at that time in the hospital. We had RNs on the day shift, one or two, like at Cookville Hospital, on the 3 to 11 shift, one, maybe two at night. And if not, then it might be an LPN in charge and just with a nursing supervisor. And so uh, very, very quickly, the agencies around started hiring those students to come and work and upgrade their nursing practice areas in those hospitals. And then we got an expansion of things like home health agencies, community health, the public health departments started hiring more of the RNs and within a few years started sending some of them one or two a year to a nurse practitioner program to get nurse practitioners in the health department so that this day, there are nurse practitioners in every health department in, in our Upper Cumberland region, and they can provide primary care. That means where you can start getting your care. If you do not have a, a physician or a nurse practitioner, you can start at the health department and be seen for your illness. And so um, that's a, a wonderful thing that has happened. I think many of the people at Cookville Hospital, as an example, will tell you we could not be doing the level of care that we're doing if we didn't have all these RNs that have graduated from this program. Many, many. You go to Nashville and you may be in a hospital down there or have a family member and you see nursing graduates coming and going. So it's a fine legacy to have. We have graduated 2,772 BSN students. Wow. That's a lot. That's a lot of students. Um, and in that first graduating class, we had 26, and I believe you, last year y'all had 135 for, the, yeah, for that year in that calendar year that graduated. Um, and so you can see the phenomenal growth. Of course, the new building made that much more practical because the classrooms are larger. Uh, there's more opportunity. There and was more capacity yes, for teaching. Yes, much more yep. capacity for teaching. The labs, of course, were redone, and they're uh, fine, and we're, we're crowding them out as well now and need even more room. Uh, but it's that growth has been tremendous. And, of course, later on, then um, the master's program was added to nursing. It started with a program that was part of our Tennessee Board of Regents system, the system that used to be Tech's governing board, and um, they developed a program through six uh, different collegiate nursing right. programs and um, a joint program and were educating nurse practitioners. And um, then Tech decided uh, in 2000. 2019 19, to yeah, start the their own MSN program, master's program on ground and uh, added a doctoral program. And uh, so now and that time period, I think we've had um, 297 master's programs and 22 doctoral graduates. That is so amazing. It is just amazing. I, I never 
in my lifetime dreamed that I would see a doctoral program in nursing. At and it's, we want to come back and talk about what some of those folks do in in the in all the programs we've got. So uh, we'll be back in just a moment. This is Local Matters, and we're going to take a quick break. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardy's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking about the Whitson Hester School of Nursing and the 40-year anniversary that they recently celebrated. My guests are Barbara Jared and Becky Talbert. And uh, we were talking before the break about where students go, and and today the, the graduates of the the School of Nursing uh, could go literally anywhere in the world, but they really do like to stay in the state of Tennessee, don't they, Barbara? Most of them do, yes, stay in Tennessee. If they don't stay locally, they stay between Nashville and Knoxville, most of them, yeah. And I think the um, um, Cookville Regional Medical Center uh, – Paul Korth always says this is the largest feeder of nurses uh, into CRMC of any any program anywhere. So uh, a lot of our alumni are serving right here in Cookville. They are. They are. And as, as Becky said, it's really nice if you're if you are a patient or a family member, whatever facility you walk into and you see these graduates that that come from Tennessee Tech because they have such a good reputation. Um, you know, and I have to say, Cookville Regional has always been very supportive of uh, Tennessee Tech at the School of Nursing and uh, providing clinical. You know, every one of our students will have a clinical experience at Cookville Regional in addition to other facilities. We want to talk about our clinical partners uh, a little bit, but I want to go to one of the other clinical partners for just a minute and and uh, mention the placements. So, I was going in the emergency room at St. Thomas um, late, late at night on a Saturday night, maybe 15 years ago, uh, to visit someone who'd been in a farming accident. And we were in a hurry getting in there, and, and he he had been admitted to a room already, uh, but still was pretty badly torn up. And um, so we were rushing a little bit, and somebody down the hall yelled, Dr. Bell, Dr. Bell. And um, I turned around, and it was one of our nursing grads. And so she came running up, and I, I said, we're in a bit of a hurry because we've got a friend who just came through the ED. And uh, I said, but I'll come back in just a minute and, and say hi. So we went and visited our friend, and he was stable and recovered just fine. So when I came back to visit, 
she had gotten on the phone, and every nursing grad that was on that shift from Tennessee Tech had come over. And so we had a little reunion time at St. Thomas Medical Center um, with Tennessee Tech nursing grads. Mm. So they're in Nashville. They're in Cookville. They certainly are all over the Upper Cumberland, they aren't are. they? They are. And um, uh, we we talked about clinical partners so a school of nursing has to have a real-world partner for it to really work well, and we have a bunch. So mm-hmm. talk about mm-hmm. what clinical partners do and uh, what those clinical experiences do for the student nurse. We started uh, very quickly when we were beginning the program to talk with the administration of all of the surrounding hospitals, uh, such as Cookville. General Hospital at that time, Cumberland Medical Center, White County Hospital, and uh, Livingston Hospital, and um, gets contracts signed in terms of when we would like to do clinical, what sort of clinical experiences we're looking for, um, how many can be on a certain floor at a certain time, many of that, and what kind of supervision we will have. And um, early on, we always had our faculty with the students because we didn't have master's prepared clinicians in any of those agencies. We only did in um, the regional health office. There were five master's prepared nurses in the entire Upper Cumberland when we began the school. So um, it was very difficult to find them. Um, And then we went to the um, public health agencies, went through the regional office and signed contracts where we had three different counties that we had students in those county health departments. And then we did a little bit of home health, but there wasn't much home health care. No. There was a little bit being done through the health departments mm-hmm. and um, maybe one other agency. And uh, we had students in some of the nursing homes. And that's a good place for students to learn some of their very basic skills because the seniors love to have a young person in there caring for them and are usually talkative unless they're not talkative, and then we can they might have another patient that is talkative. Um, But they got a lot of just really good experiences in those basic years. And then, of course, we had to expand for mental health. We went to Plateau Mental Health, but we also went to the VA hospital in Murfreesboro, for mental health practice. And then we were looking for in-house pediatric care and found that the Knoxville Children's Hospital was more easily accessible because Vanderbilt Children's Hospital had so many different nursing programs trying to utilize it that it was almost overrun with students. And so Knoxville became more accessible. And they have expanded that program tremendously. Barbara, you all mm-hmm. have... Um, clinical partners that have students in the clinical many times now? Yes, we do. We actually have over 200 clinical affiliations now um, that include hospitals, uh, private practice clinics, health departments, um, those facilities. It takes more with the with the nurse practitioner students because they're one-on-one with a clinical preceptor, whether that's a nurse practitioner or a physician. Um, so that that piece has really grown you know, with the, with the affiliations. So talk a little bit about what a, a student nurse does in a clinical experience. Talk about the preceptor, mm-hmm. but also just about uh, their typical experience. Well, the undergraduate students usually will go the day before clinical 
and be assigned a patient, and they will spend a couple of hours reviewing the chart, getting information they need, and then they go home and they work on their plan of care. And then the next day they return to clinical and, and provide care for that patient. They do treatments and therapies, assessments. They administer the medications uh, throughout the day and working with their faculty and the nurses on the floor to provide that care. Uh, for those patients. So it's they're taking care of the patients with close supervision until their final semester, and then they are working with a preceptor uh, and have more um, responsibilities and usually are taking care of more than one patient at a time. Yeah. So their experience uh, gets stronger and stronger the longer they're in the it clinical. Does. Yeah, the expectation rises with every semester. It does. But it's got to be such valuable experience for the nurse to um, have hands-on, in effect. It, it is, most certainly. And, of course, with this new facility, uh, with the School of Nursing, we also have simulation labs and uh, very high-quality, high-fidelity simulators that are really helpful for the students that they get to practice in a situation that can't cause harm um, to give them more confidence when they go into clinical. So by the time they get to clinical, they've already had quite a bit of experience in a simulated environment. They have, yes. Well, it um, uh, and I know, I, I imagine many of our listeners have been in in a medical center where they've encountered a student nurse, and and sometimes that's. Uh, the most friendly care you're going to get during that visit, but it's it's uh, as as Becky as you said, uh, it's someone to talk to. Yes, mm-hmm. and it just seems like again, it's great experience for the student, uh, and often great experience for the for the patient too. Well, we're going to take a quick break and then come back, and I want to come back, Barbara, to those uh, those simulators, to those those robotics kinds of. Uh, activities that are so essential to part of the experience they get. This is Local Matters. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Local Matters. We are talking to Barbara Jarrett and Rebecca Talbert about the Whitson Hester School of Nursing and the recently celebrated 40th year anniversary of graduates of of that school. And um, we were talking before the break about simulation and the simulated experience that the student nurses get before they go on clinicals, but also even continuing in their in their programs. Talk about what goes on in those simulations and some of the equipment you've got in the School of Nursing. I'll be happy to. That's a, a very exciting place and a, something we're very excited about in the School of Nursing. Our students entering into upper division nursing in their sophomore two semester do all of their assessment skills and all of their uh, fundamental skills like catheters and IVs. They do all of that with simulators Uh, instead of practicing on each other, which is what we did in my day. (laughs) We did a lot of practicing on each other. A little Um, bit of pain there. A little bit, (laughs) but it also helps you develop empathy because you understand better what the patients are experiencing. That's a very good point. Um, but, But it's a really good environment for that, that students can practice and ask questions Uh, and practice over and over until they master a skill. And then as they move through the program, we move into the very high-fidelity simulation labs. We are on our third SimMan, which currently is a very high-tech piece of equipment that our Junior 1s and Junior 2s use. It's a critical care simulation 
uh, we have uh, multiple groups of students that use that simulator. And it's very beneficial because they actually are given a patient. They plan for that patient. Uh, the faculty are behind a screen and are speaking through the simulator as if they're the patient. Uh, and they can control what's happening with the simulator based on the actions that the students do. So if they make a mistake, then bad things happen with the patient. They have to figure out what's wrong and try to readjust. So it's a really good experience for them to practice that. And then we also have a, a birth simulator that actually um, has childbirth and delivers a baby. I think her name baby. was Noel in the earlier days. It was. We we have a different one now, different company. Uh, and we also have a newbie, which is a, a newborn baby that we have simulations with. And then we have pediatric simulators. But these are robots that look like a person mm-hmm. and act in many ways like a person. They are. The newest ones that, that we have from a grant that we received this past year their skin is so, the texture is so similar to real skin that it, it really makes a difference when you're doing assessments and you're trying to start an IV to have that be so well simulated. But you can skin. send that patient into crisis. You yes. can raise their blood pressure. Yes. You can do all kinds of yes. things to them, can't yes. you? We can have them doing it. They can have a seizure. Um, their heart can stop and CPR has to be started. Yeah, The baby can enter a crisis yes. while still in the mother's womb. Yes. yes. So a lot of real experiences. It is, that, which gee. really causes the students. They have to stop and think and try to work through the problem. Well, that's great experience. And, and um, it, it the faculty have to be trained in using these uh, simulators, don't they? Yes, yes. And I, I, I do want to say that we have three faculty and one lab coordinator that went through the training for the um, clinical simulation health educator, and they are certified. And we have one of those faculty who is a, they're called CHESIs. That's the certification of CHESI A, which is advanced. So we have faculty who um, have the best practices and mentor other faculty to learn that. So we're very fortunate there. Well, they are uh, tremendous pieces of uh, equipment or tr- tremendous training pieces for uh, for the student nurses. And, and I've been there when student nurses, uh, just sort of observing them, they, they break out in a sweat. They, they mm-hmm. experience a bit of a crisis themselves. They do, <laughs> yeah. And that's that's really valuable experience. Well, let's let's give everybody a little bit of an update on the on the current school of nursing. You're in a beautiful building, but tell us about enrollment, and then we want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the graduate programs. But just how large is the school of nursing? We um, our upper division, which consists of five semesters, sophomore two through senior two, we run between three twenty five three hundred and fifty students. There, uh, we admitted 72 into the fall class, and we've admitted 76 that are going to start in January. So we have upped those numbers. Numbers dropped for a couple of semesters during COVID, but they have picked right right back up to where they were and actually a little bit better. So we're very encouraged because our community is in need of nurses. So we're glad that people are interested in, in that profession. Um, we have uh, over 100 um, master's students and um, between 35, I don't know the number exactly, between 35 and 40 doctoral students currently um, in the program. And what do the MSN or the other, what do the master's students do after they graduate? 
Well, the master's students, we have three concentration. We have uh, our largest concentration is the family nurse practitioner, which I think most people are probably familiar with because a lot of their family practice um, offices will have nurse practitioners that they may see. Uh, and they are working in the health departments in private practice. Some are, are working independently in their own practices. Um, so that that's our largest cohort in the master's. We also have nursing education graduates who get a master's in nursing education because they want to be nursing faculty or they want to be in nursing education in the healthcare facility. And then we have nursing administration. That's our smallest cohort currently. And those are nurses that uh, maybe are nurse managers and want an advanced degree uh, to better lead their units or their facilities. And you offer a doctoral program. Talk about the DNP a little bit. Yes, the Doctor of Nursing Practice. We have six concentrations there, and it's a joint program with East Tennessee State University. We combined our resources of faculty expertise and, and experience uh, for that program, and, and that program has been successful. The three concentrations at Tennessee Tech has the most faculty to manage is the acute care nurse practitioner concentration, which is the nurse practitioners you're going to see in the hospital in the ICU or in the emergency room or working in a hospitalist uh, program. It's our largest concentration. Uh, we also have the pediatric nurse practitioner, which those graduates uh, usually go to work in a pediatric uh, office uh, or in a local health department. And then we have a women's health nurse practitioner who provides prenatal care and women's health. The other three that uh, there's more faculty at East ETSU um, with those is the psych mental health nurse practitioner program um, concentration, the uh, nurse leader concentration, and the family nurse practitioner concentration. And I forgot and, and should not have in the um, master's program, we also have a psychiatric nurse practitioner program that is new. Uh, those students just started their clinical this fall. Uh, and there's been lots of interest there, as we're very excited about, because we are definitely a mental health provider underserved mm-hmm. in, in the whole state, but our region is particularly challenged. It is challenging so, yeah, across our region, yes. for sure. So we're very excited um, to, to have that program. So the partnership with, with ETSU provides leverage. It provides a lot of advantages for both tech and ETSU. Talk about how the partnership works. Uh, well, we share our resources. We share uh, faculty expertise, uh, and students can choose their home school. And if they choose Tennessee Tech, they can choose any of the six concentrations. But when they graduate, they're going to graduate on their diploma, it's going to read ETSU and TTU. It is a joint degree, a joint program. So if, if it's a um, an area like nurse leadership that is um, an area that ETSU essentially owns, we use that word, uh, then that student's going to have more faculty in those specific courses that are from ETSU, even though they're a tech home student. And the same thing, our acute care program, they may be ETSU homeschool students, but they will be taught by more nursing faculty at Tennessee Tech, uh, depending on the expertise. Well, it's exciting to watch these graduate programs grow alongside the growth of the undergraduate program. So the nursing school has really grown by leaps and bounds over this 40-year period and has um, 
again, has a lot to celebrate, certainly has placed students in a lot of lot of different places. Let's talk uh, about one other topic. You mentioned uh, COVID, the pandemic. Has the pandemic experience changed the practice of nursing? Well, I think at, it, at its core, nursing is still the same. The environment is different. There's what we're seeing is a lot of burnout um, because it was such a difficult time for those in the facility and not just in nursing. We're seeing it in medicine, um, you know, and I've talked to people in med schools are experiencing some of the same concerns that we have in nursing uh, with their students, uh, radiology, dietary, everyone who worked in healthcare. It was a very stressful time and people worked a lot of overtime uh, and it was a scary time initially because we didn't know what was going to happen. But we are graduating nurses now who don't remember pre-COVID. Everything they do in nursing has been pandemic forward. Um, So their environment's different than my environment was, for sure. And they're faced with with different challenges than I was faced with. And and they're comfortable in a telehealth environment. They are. Much more so than a traditional nurse was. Yeah, they're not threatened by any of the technology, which is, is really nice. But I think the basic things in nursing of care and touch and critical thinking, those things have not changed. Those are, you know, and I think Becky could speak to that. Those, those things you have to have if you're going to be successful. Um, yeah, I I agree. And luckily, Tennessee Tech nurses are known for that, mm-hmm. those skills. And uh, this school has such a great reputation. It's um, uh, It's just good to see the nurses going on to do so many, many great things. Well, we're out of time. I would love to get you all back and talk again this spring as we celebrate uh, the the week of the nurse or the month of the nurse Mm -hmm. here soon. We'll get you back and talk more about the Whitson Hester School of Nursing. Thank you, Becky. Thank you, Barbara. Thank you. We're delighted you could be with us today.